Hi, my name is David. And my name is Levon. Welcome to Our Weekly Bread, where we listen to the Sunday Gospel readings and learn from God's Word. We're deacons in the Armenian Apostolic Church. In each episode, we'll read the Gospel in English, then have a short discussion reflecting on how to apply God's teachings to our lives. We'll conclude by chanting the Gospel in Armenian, the language of prayer. Today's reading is the Gospel according to John, chapter 6, verse 15 to 21. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were headed. So ends the reading. The classic story of Jesus walking on water. Well, we're going to dive deep <laughs> into knowing why he did it and the circumstances surrounding it. Context here, this takes place just after the feeding of the 5,000 where Jesus performed a miracle where he took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed 5,000 people more and there was leftovers. Yeah. In fact, the disciples were carrying leftovers, it is speculated, but the people after they saw that miracle, they were like, hey, you should be our king. And Jesus yeah. is like, well, not like that. Right. And so he slips away and he tells the disciples, meet me on the other side of the lake or the yeah. Sea of Galilee. Uh, I think it was... Well, it says lake. They're going lake. to Capernaum, yeah. So other side of this lake. Yeah. It's presumed that the disciples also had some of the leftover fish from the miracle. Yeah. So that's what happens at the beginning. And then they're separated. The disciples are all on, on, on the lake. And there's a huge storm. The wind, the waves. And they're, they're either rowing or sailing or whatever. But they're putting all this work to try to get to the other side. And they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And then suddenly... They see what looks like a ghost walking on water. But then they're like, oh, it's Jesus. Yeah. And they accept him into the boat. And as soon as they, as soon as Jesus steps foot on the boat, they are immediately on the shore. Yeah. You thought you were halfway across the lake and now you're suddenly there. Yeah. That's what happened. Now let's go a little deeper. What are some things you saw, Levon? Yeah, so I mean, I, I would definitely say that one of the first things that I saw is that they intended to come and make him king by force, right? Right. And I think not like that is, like, the best way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus is our king, but yes. not... Not an earthly... But not an earthly... Uh, crown on the head. He, exactly. Like, he's not a monarch, right? Yeah, that's the way he's He's yeah. supposed to be the king of, like, our hearts. Mm. Right. Good distinction. Not, yeah. We're not supposed to put him on the throne, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's God. He's already on the throne, technically. He's already yeah. on the throne, yeah. <laughs> it's a hard to understand. Yeah. He's, he's not the king with jewels and shiny things. Exactly. He's the king of our hearts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that that's like a really big distinction that you see Jesus trying to make throughout the New Testament. Right. Right. And all of his teaching, all of his encounters with, whether it be the Sanhedrin or the people in this case, right? Mm-hmm. And then even on to Pilate. Yeah. Right? 
this is another kind of interesting time where it's it's almost like the the perfect storm happened literally literally so that Jesus could see them mm-hmm. safely to to shore and and I think that talking about like our lives yeah. right we encounter difficulties all the time mm-hmm. from the smallest things to the biggest things right I mean for some people it's hard to wake up in the morning and feel excited about going to to work going to work yeah. right or you know some people have like serious health problems mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. serious financial problems right that I mean people get into accidents every day I mean we're watching what's gone on with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. 600,000 people have have died as a result of the complications of, of COVID. Of a pandemic. Yeah. Of a pandemic, yeah. And, you know, I, I think, you know, one really kind of important thing that I draw from this is that, like, Jesus is always with us, mm. right? Good. So, you know, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, which, yeah. which first of all means that he knew where they were. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't just the... A lark, right? He wasn't just. He wasn't on. on, He wasn't on the walk. Saying, "I'm just going on a walk on the lake." No, he knew exactly where they were. Exactly, and he wasn't just sending them on an errand. Right. Right. By sending them across the lake, he was showing them who he is. Yeah, I think a key thing happens at the beginning, where, you know, they follow Jesus. Yeah. They say, "I'm gonna." Jesus says, "You know, I'll meet you on the other side of the lake," and they say, "Yes." They don't question. They're like, "Whatever." Like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll meet you there." Yeah. But they just witnessed a miracle, right? Yeah. And then when they see the apparition or the ghost, they're like, "Oh my gosh, what could what could this be?" And then when they're, it's like, "It's Jesus." It's like, "Oh yeah, you you just did a miracle over here. I shouldn't have been so surprised yeah. to see you do this." Yeah. Just kind of something that made me laugh a little bit. Well, and how many times does Jesus tell the disciples, "Don't be afraid"? Oh man. Right? Oh man. And, so many times. You know, I don't want to. Um, center of the world around me here but you know in, in a way isn't he really telling all of the gospel readers don't be afraid it's exactly what he's saying yeah i mean another context here this isn't the first time they've been in a storm yeah during jesus's time yeah last time jesus was already on the boat sleeping he was sleeping yeah and they're like we're gonna die jesus help yeah. us and jesus was in a beautiful peaceful sleep right and woke up and Stop the storm. He chastised the storm. Chastised the storm, yeah. I should say. Um, and they're like, oh, so if, yeah. if they know that Jesus could do that when they were already on the boat, this is yeah. this time Jesus isn't on the boat and they're afraid again. Right. But even if Jesus isn't in that boat, he was watching from afar. Yeah. Right. He knew where they were. He wasn't just roaming the yeah. lake. He knew where they were. And so another thing, too. They were supposed to have already made it to shore. Yeah. And they were, ha- let's say you're halfway across the lake and you're just rowing or you're sailing. And you're just putting in all that effort. And it's like, come on, let's go. We got to keep moving. But yeah. you're going nowhere. Right. You, you haven't moved at all. Right. Distance wise. And I can relate to that. I'm putting in all this work. I'm putting in all this work. And then it just all goes to nowhere. Yeah. All, all that for nothing. Right. You know? And so we can feel frustrated. The disciples were frustrated. Like, man, we're supposed to meet Jesus. Yeah. And, and I wish he was here right now. But then the storm storm gets worse. But the th- funny thing is, the disciples are fishermen. Yeah. They've been across this lake many times, thousands yeah. of times probably. And they're stuck. And, right. and even after having all that experience, right? And so, you know, they, were, they still became afraid. It, it just goes to show you that 
even if you think like you know what you're doing, like I can do this, I can do this by myself. If God's not on your side, if He's not with you, yeah, you know, it's going to be a harder struggle. Yeah, often our careers, our lives, mm-hmm. events, kind of, we don't. Nobody walks in a straight line in their lives, right? Right. right. It's not you know, birth, boom, 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 death, <laughs> <laughs> right? right. Uh, there are no there are no straight lines in life. Yeah, you know everybody takes kind of a circuitous route. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. E- even people that I think look like they are really successful, right? I mean they have they have challenges as well. Um, and when we feel like we're not getting anywhere, yeah, I, I don't think that it. We're not supposed to take it as we're not getting anywhere. Correct. Correct. Right. It may seem like we're stuck or walking mm-hmm. backwards or whatever yeah. it is, but you know, in reality, God is with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like what you said about not feeling like you're going anywhere. Typically, when you think, "Oh, you know, God's telling me to do this thing," He didn't say it was going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't. Yeah. you have to row. You got to put in the work. Yeah. And sometimes you might feel like you're not going anywhere and you're putting in work and sometimes you might actually aren't, but you're working the muscles. You're for the next time something yeah. comes. But the miraculous thing here too is maybe we're stuck in that spot because we're not letting Jesus into our lives as much as we think we are. Yeah. Well, notice what happened here. As soon as Jesus stepped foot in the boat, they immediately were on shore. Yeah. Half, all that work just went they just skipped a step. Yeah. So we have to, you know, be aware of, you know, where, where do we hear, hear Jesus in our lives and where is he calling us to go? And yeah. if we think that we can do this by ourselves and we don't need help and being stubborn and prideful, you know, thinking, I know it's my way, the highway, I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody. Yeah. You know, or maybe even overly focused, right? Yeah, you that know, just, too. Just yeah. thinking that like, that's where I'm supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Right. And and God's just gonna be like, nope, I'm let me in here, and you're gonna end up somewhere else. Yeah. Might, maybe it's not where you thought. Yeah. Um, that's we we don't know what He's called you to do. Right. And that's kind of our journey. So I just found found that interesting. As soon as He set foot in the boat, they were there. Yeah. I just find that so cool. Here's a personal example of this for me. Colleges. I was applying for colleges. I applied for a lot of colleges. And I was so excited to have like different options to choose from and then pray about it and think about where I wanted to go. And God intervened in my life. He just gave me one. Yeah. He said, this is where you're going. I yeah. only got accepted to one school. Me too, actually. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. And he's like, that's where you're going. And yeah. at first I was like, man, like I wanted to like, <laughs> I was so excited to like think about this. Yeah. And then he's just like, nope, you're going here. I made it easy for you. And instead of being like, you know, initially gut reaction, like, oh, wow, thanks. This is easy. Yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish I could have a choice. Yeah. But I realized like that was him intervening in my life saying, you need to go here. And I trusted him. I said, I know you want me here. I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to yeah. give it my all. And I, that the fact that I went to that school. Yeah. You know, it determined a lot of my of where I am now. Like you, there are certain moments in our lives where you go back and like, you know, if I didn't go this or if I went here, you know, it brought you to a place you never thought you would be. Yeah. And it is very clear that that's one of the many moments I've seen where God has intervened in my life and said, this is where you need to be. Yeah. Tell me your story. So 
I applied to a lot of schools mm-hmm. out of high school. I didn't have the greatest grades, mm-hmm. but I only applied to one school to to engineering school, mm. and that was USC. Everyone else, I either applied undecided or biology major. Right. But I, <laughs> I mean, I I went to USC and I studied engineering, and and it was just as weird as this sounds. I I think I don't think that there could have been a better place for me to go. Mm-hmm. Um, especially given kind of the circumstances. My grandmother was very sick during mm-hmm. my freshman year of college. Mm. And so I went to a school where I was able to like go back and forth and visit my grandmother. She passed right. away towards the end of the year, but you know, I went to a school that I was able to visit my family, mm-hmm. um, but also like learn how to take care of myself. Yeah. Right. Which <laughs> I think is, uh, was very important. I had lived a very sheltered life until that point. Mm. Just, it's just funny. I mean, I, I, I think that I, I just ticked the biomedical and biochemical engineering box because it sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. Right, I was seventeen years old. <laughs> it sounds cool. Well, it, sa- it. <laughs> it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had kind of a health. I've experienced a miraculous cure, mm. right? And it didn't happen in like a mega church or yeah, like it. It wasn't like a single event, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I was living like a pretty unhealthy lifestyle where I kind of just worked a lot and yeah. you know ate a lot of fast food and mm. like didn't really take care of myself and. Uh, what was kind of interesting is, you know, a health scare, I had a tumor the size of my index finger in my right lung. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was benign, but... You never told me this. Yeah. So I had a benign tumor the size of my finger and nodules in my right lung, mm. and it caused me to feel like I was having a heart attack. Jeez. And about six or eight months later, they just miraculously, they just weren't even on my CT scan. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were just gone. They were just gone, and the doctor was kind of... Uh, you know, shook his head in disbelief. He said, I don't know what to tell you. It's a miraculous cure. Wow. Yeah. Literally, God's just like, "Mm, let me take those. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either. My goodness. Praise the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God. Wow. That's a miracle. Yeah. That really is a miracle. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, and I felt a lot of times that, you know, being in places like I meant to be in a particular place at a particular time. Mm -hmm. Time, yeah. Yeah. timing he calls us to be in places you know like even yeah. the smallest things like you don't have to be this big thing it could just be a quick conversation or being at the right place at the right time where you notice someone needs consoling but they yeah. don't want to ask for it yeah you know they just need someone there and they're too afraid to ask yeah or they don't know that or they, they don't know that they there. need it too yeah, yeah. absolutely my yeah. goodness i mean it kind of goes back to the idea of like you know we're not alone like when we're out on the boat when, we're, when, right. when stuff's happening in life Jesus knows where we are. Yeah. You know, um, even though he might not be on our boat in the moment. Yeah. He knows where we are. Yeah. Right. So we're not alone in that sense. We're not by ourselves. And once we accept him into the boat, then we're, we're, we're where we need to be instantly. Yeah. And in that case, like he said, you're going to go to this school. I'm going to heal you of this. Yeah. You know, like, wow. Holy mackerel. Yeah. And so one thing we didn't talk about. Jesus was walking on water, right? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, the way I interpret it is no earthly problem, no storm is too powerful for God. Yeah. Right? So he doesn't struggle with these issues that we have. When we pray and say, you know, Lord, I'm struggling with this or whatever. Yeah. It's not like he's like scrambling like, oh crap, let me look, let me figure out the the handle. Oh crap, what does it say? What What did I say? say? You know, he's just like, I got this. You know, (laughs) like, 
um, when we bring that issue to Jesus, he knows exactly what to do. And he, yeah. and the strongest storm, he could just walk right over it calmly. Yeah. He doesn't freak out. He doesn't need to dive in and swim and save us. Right. He can walk over to us right. and pull us out of the water if we fell off that boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It It's a calming, let it be style. Right. Another thing I'd even say on top of that, right, is that the the people that he sent on the boat were fishermen, right? So yeah. he didn't, it's not like he took, you know, you and me and put us on a canoe and said, all right, I'll meet you. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I'll wait, meet can you, you teach me? Island. Yeah, can, can you teach me how to sail first, Jesus? Yeah, so, so it's, so in other words, like he's not asking us to do things that we're not equipped to do, right? Right. right. But we also need to have, the faith that he is going to be there, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that he is giving us that direction, but also is accompanying us on that trip. Absolutely. So. He is with us. Yeah. He is with us. Now Levon will chant today's gospel reading in Armenian. Armenian. <laughs> Deren mir Jesus Christus, Jer Jesus lasets, Tebidi kan pernenzink, Takavoran eluhamar, Tarsia ler kashvetsavaranzin, Jer pirigun yevav, Anorasha get nere ichan zovezerk, Jev navmatnelov, Jegan zovun, Muskoma kapar naium, Arten matanadzer, Եվ Հիսուս տագավին չեր եկած անոնց մոտ ուզով սաստիկ հովեն գալեգոծեր աշակերները հազիվ 25 կամ Guzein zinken avin mecharner, yeviskuin nava hasav, ein der urgeh.